want to, uh, here it is, uh, Christmas, uh, we celebrate the birth um, of our Lord Jesus Christ, and of course, um, God's greatest gift, uh, the, the greatest gift ever given was Christ, and uh, uh, more precious than silver, more precious, you just can't put a price on this, and uh, people will say, uh, well, you know, nothing's free except for uh, salvation, uh, but in reality, it is the most expensive commodity there is. It uh, costs uh, the greatest uh, amount of, uh, if you will, you can't put a price on Jesus, isn't that right? And uh, so he gave his life, God the Father gave his son, and, uh, and we are the benefactors. We benefit, we have eternal life as a result. But this whole uh, uh, redemption coming into the earth, I, I think we can see a pattern of how God brings redemption into the world uh, that isn't just for um, this uh, most important, you know, impact in the earth being Christ himself, the center of redemption, but all of redemption flowing through a, into the earth through vessels um, that are willing to allow God to do that. And so we're going to look at this pattern um, by looking of the story. And first we go back um, into the Old Testament. Um, we're actually uh, talking about, you know, 2,700 years ago um, that uh, Isaiah was spoken. And uh, so possibly, you know, 700 years before Jesus showed up, in other words, that uh, this was uh, written. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. I just want to give you a tidbit there. The government shall be upon his shoulders. Uh, that doesn't, you know, in, in doesn't always come across um, clear to everyone, but means that dominion, um, authority, will be his, okay? Uh, so government, dominion, authority will be his. It's resting on him. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And uh, then we move to the New Testament um, here in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23 and actually is quoting that. Now we're talking about it um, actually happening, but it says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And then again in Luke one thirty one, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. So we see uh, the promise happening, you know, somewhere around 700 years before. And then you see it actually happening in the New Testament, the manifestation of that promise of a Savior, of a, a Redeemer, of a Messiah for the Jews. And uh, he comes, and we, we see his name as Emmanuel, uh, which means God with us. Literally, Elohim gets in a body, right? All the powers of the universe in a little bitty living space. So God himself came and took on a body for the purpose of having uh, the body or being a man so he could pay for man's sins. Jesus uh, is the incarnation. He is uh, God in a body. And uh, so we see um, all of us, uh, many of us, of course, believe that. Um, I mentioned this morning what separates us from what are called pseudo-Christian cults. Um, I don't know if you know what that means, but pseudo, it actually just means they're pretending to be Christian. And what separates us from them is their mindset or their doctrine about Jesus. We believe Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. 
uh, those particular pseudo-Christian cults, they believe that he was, he was a cool dude. They'll call him a prophet, but they don't call him Elohim. But if he was not God, then we are all still in our sins. We're in the wrong building. Let's go party. Because we're all going to hell, right? Because if, if he wasn't God, that means we're all still in sin. Not good, right? Okay, thank God he was God. Thank God we did get redeemed. <laughs> Praise God. How many people are saved in here? Raise your hand. Just say, whoo, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, hell's too hot. Eternity's too long. Praise the Lord. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. But he was God and he literally got inside of a body. And that process um, uh, that, uh, that what took place, we see as a pattern for redemption coming through each and every one of us. So we're going to see this, this uh, uh, young girl um, in Isaiah 7, 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Uh, we're going to uh, go forward to the, um, the, the story where the angel comes and speaks to her uh, really quick here. In uh, Luke chapter 1 and verse 26, we're going to actually read through 38 eventually. Um, this is the New King James. It says, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. So uh, we know the story. Mary is engaged. Uh, she's not married yet, but she's engaged to be married. And it says, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. I will point out, um, being raised in Catholicism personally, um, we actually um, would pray to Mary. I don't know if any, any former Catholics are, are presently, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so, so we understand that, uh, you know, we're doing the rosary, doing the little beads and saying, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is through thy womb, Jesus. You know, we're ripping those puppies out there. We're rolling them out. Praise God. And every, I've met a few people who have had actual heaven experiences where they literally found themselves in heaven. And it's interesting to me that a couple of those people had run into Mary. And each time, these two people who said when they ran into Mary, she started with, tell them I can't hear them. I think that is hilarious. Because she's not believing she's deity, right? Yeah, and... Uh, uh, you know, one of the uh, funny things about Catholicism is they actually have her exalted above Jesus. You know, so one carpenter was working on a, a Catholic church and he's behind the, uh, the, the podium and back there behind where you can't be seen. And somebody got up there and was praying. And, and uh, uh, so, so he started to thought he would have fun. You know, he's a, he's a crankster. He said, he said, uh, he said um, hey, this is Jesus. And, and she didn't answer. This is Jesus. She didn't answer. Third time. This is Jesus. She said, will you be quiet? I'm talking to your mother. So we see, I'm joking. Okay, so anyway, so, <laughs> so, so they've elevated Mary. But listen, the scripture here we just read says, blessed art thou among women, not above women. So Mary is a person like each and every one of us are people. No different. Now, don't get me wrong. Girl is blessed. I mean, wow. Woo. That had to be a trip. You know, how many moms are in the room? Let's see my moms. Raise your hand, mom. Do you got a, a child? You got a child? Yeah. 
and, and came out from you, all right? And, and so, so just think about this. You're 13, somewhere between 13 and 15 years old. A bright being shows up in your room and says to you, you are going to conceive and bring forth the Son of God. You know, I can just imagine. You'd be like, my mama's going to kill me. See, I'm, right, I'm supposed to go tell my mama. See, what had happened was a bright being came into my room. Oh, yeah, I bet he was bright. Right? I mean, try and explain this to the family. Try and explain this to your betrothed, uh, you know, partner, Joe. You know, bring that to Joe. You know, God bless Joe. He was a decent guy. He's like, right. You know, gentlemen, right? I mean, come on. You're, you've asked this girl to marry you, and she comes and says, oh, by the way, I've got a bun in the oven. And it was the Lord. Yeah, Lord who? So this is a very interesting dynamic. And uh, so, so we see here in this passage, um, uh, the virgin's name was Mary. And have, it says, and having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled and say, in, in his saying, can imagine that, right? And considered what manner of greeting this was. In other words, what are you talking about? Verse 30, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth the son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom there will be no, have no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? So just so you know, this is uh, the biblical no, a man. In other words, I have not had sex with anybody. I don't know how you're going to do it. I am a virgin. And so this is an interesting dynamic. I really believe that each and every one of us can apply this to our own lives. And I realize, don't worry, I'm not going to, you know, talk about that. You know, like, well, Pastor, I left virginity a long time ago. Well, praise God. God intended for us to get married and have, you know, all that kind of stuff. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the impossibilities of what God has desired to do through, in and through your life. What you have thought was an impossibility is the very thing that God is, re is going to use you for. Does that make sense? So she thought her virginity was the problem, but her virginity was the actual avenue of which God had to use. I'd like to believe that Paul, you know, he said, he said where, where I am weak, I am made strong. In other words, in the area of your life where you're trusting God and not yourself is the very area of your life where God can do the miracle. It's the area of your life where God can actually move in because you ain't trying to do it yourself. Oh, sorry about the ain't. You're not trying to do it yourself. Right? And so, so God desires to do great and mighty things for each and every one of us. Now, we can't describe that for you because you have to have your own experience and your own, uh, in the presence of God, have your own visitation. And we talked some about that, actually, in, in some uh, series I taught uh, a while back. But I'm telling you, God wants to show you some stuff and do some stuff in you that you possibly never imagined could happen. But nothing is impossible with God. 
And so we just have to take hold of whatever it is God says and act like Mary. I believe this is the process, how God brings redemption through each and every one of us into this world. And the manifestation of, of redemption through Mary was salvation for all men. Whosoever will, whosoever will believe now has access to redemption. How many can you affect? How many can you uh, bring redemption to yourself? And I believe there are uh, different definitions of this and, and manifestations of this. More than I can even grab hold of with my own mind. Because uh, I have my own that I'm trying to get hold of. Does that make sense? The things God is requiring of me, the things God said to me, for me to get that, you know, myself out of the way. But Lord, we want to figure it out. Listen, if you can figure it out, then we don't need God. If you can get your head around everything and do it yourself, then we don't even need that, right? But as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. He's going to lead you into things you can't even figure out. You can't even fathom how it's possible. But Lord, I haven't been with a man. Mary refers to the natural complications of what you've just said. So, um, we read on. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived. It's interesting to me in this passage, and I just saw this this morning, that he gives her a testimony. He doesn't just tell her what's going to happen to her, but he tells her, I have a testimony to support your faith. I thought that was pretty cool. We already got this going on. We got a woman who it's impossible because she, her womb was dead, who's conceived. Here's an impossibility that's happening right before your eyes. Isn't that interesting? I believe God can help us to actually conceive the gifts and the talents and the, and the purposes and destinies of our life. He helps us along the way and brings people into our life. And in, in a sense, that's redemption flowing them to you so that redemption will flow through you. And so we see here uh, that the angel tells her, this is how it's going to happen. And this is how redemption flows into the world. The Spirit of God comes on you. The Spirit of God comes on you. This happened in the Old Testament where people prophesied. Because it says the Holy Spirit came on them and they prophesied. And then it, it, in one place it says, and they didn't do it ever again. But here in this dispensation, we get baptized in the Holy Ghost and he doesn't go away. He doesn't leave us. We are continuously baptized, continuously filled, and continuously in position to conceive and bring forth redemption into this world. This is the process of redemption. This is not just for uh, Mary and Jesus. This is for all uh, to yield themselves to the Holy Ghost and see glorious things take place. Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo-wee. Come on now. I'm excited. So verse 36 again. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son 
in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. He said, I'm telling you a word. I'm giving you a testimony. Nothing is impossible. And she's listening and hearing. And this is her response, verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. His mission is accomplished. She has received, right? And so guess what? I really believe she received and conceived. She received and conceived. God's word, when you receive it, you conceive and you bring forth something. And that could manifest in healing in your body. That could be manifesting itself in you laying hands on someone else and healing somebody else. But you have to believe, receive, conceive, and bring forth. Redemption flows through us in this pattern. Holy Ghost comes on us. Woo, glory to God. I've been in some meetings where I didn't know what I was going to do. The Holy Spirit comes on you in different levels at different times, you know? And sometimes it is... He is so strong. I don't want to say it because the Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a he. And he manifests himself in such magnitude with such intensity that it almost, I almost, it's hard to explain. It hurts, but it doesn't hurt. It, it's just like, I got, I, I got to do something. I want to run around and just slap people and get something on them, you know? And you've, you've heard preachers say that, but maybe you don't understand what that means. Literally, you have something on you, and it needs to have a destination you don't want to just carry it around and buzz with his glory, you know, when I could give it out, you know? And literally, I've, I've, I've just had it so strong. And, and, but it's not, I'm, just, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, you know? I'm just saying that this is how God does. Move in different intensities for different uh, manifestations and for different purposes. But this is the avenue of which he comes. And he's no respecter of persons. You think, oh, I'm not called to be a preacher. Where is that clause? Mary wasn't a preacher. She's a little country girl. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Little country girl chosen by God to bring forth a Messiah. Spoken of in the first and earliest part of Genesis. Praise God. And he said, the woman's seed will bruise your head. Talking to Satan. Mary was spoken of in the first few verses. Isn't that amazing? And the woman's seed. Woo! Who's the woman's seed? Jesus. Why is it the woman's seed when the man carries the seed? Because it was an immaculate conception. Holy Spirit planted that seed. It was the woman's seed that bruised Satan's head. It's interesting because you know that Satan could not have possibly understood what that meant because he started killing people right off the bat. Who do you think influenced Cain to kill Abel? He's talking about the first seeds. When these people are going to, somebody's going to kick me in the head, I can start killing them. Moses, maybe this is the one. Joseph, maybe this is the one, right? Right up until Jesus, who was the one. Glory to God. So God wants to come on you. Holy Spirit, come on you. 
change your whole entire, uh, you know, area of influence. Everybody you know gets impacted by redemption because it flows through you freely. Glory to God. And Mary, she's a blessed, obviously a blessed woman, but she was blessed art thou among women, not above women. Glory to God. God chose you out from among women who you were just like. If you could talk to Mary, she would tell you, I can't hear you. Don't pray to me. And Jesus told us how to pray. You don't pray to people. You know, of course it was, you know, Mary isn't the only uh, so-called saint that I was taught to pray to. I had a Saint Christopher, you know, you pray to him for protection or something. I can't even remember all the details. There's a Saint everything, right? But what they don't know is that when you get born again, you are a saint, a separated one. Now qualified to do the very same thing that Mary did, Paul, Peter, list goes on. There's some amazing saints in our day, and they're all in this room. Y'all hear me? Called to do something, deliver some redemption to somebody somewhere. My area of influence is where redemption happens. The gym, Costco, where do I go? I've kind of got a reputation for Costco. Costco don't have it, I don't need it. <laughs> and so, so I witness and share the gospel and, and minister to people. And it, you know, you start having a re- reputation and people at the gym sometimes say, hey, pastor. One of them messes with me all the time. Hey, reverend, uh, aren't you like um, a priest or something? I'm like, yeah. What do you need? I, whatever they call me. I'm not going to say, I'm not a priest, I'm a pastor. They don't know the difference. So I'll just talk to them. Hey, what do you need? You want me to pray for you or something? No, no, no I'm, I'm good. <laughs> but another time they'll come back and say, hey, this has happened. Will you pray? No problem. And so we are bringing redemption to the world. Amen? Glory to God. Praise the Lord. I only have a few minutes left, but Ephesians chapter 1 and uh, verse 6, it says this. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Would you agree that, that he's talking about us? The Apostle Paul, right into the church of Ephesus, would you agree he has made us, you and me, accepted in the beloved? Okay, this statement is the same statement that the angel made to her when he said, Rejoice highly, favored one, the Lord is with you. Rejoice highly, favored one, the Lord is with you. The same verbiage that applies to you and me is what the angel told her, meaning that you have the same thing going on in your life, sitting right where you guys are, in them pews, in the balcony, on the floor. You guys have the same favor, meaning that you, according to the, uh, the definition of that, this passage in the Greek, it says you are graced with grace. You are graced with grace. The same grace that Mary was graced with, you are graced with that grace. Woo-wee! Hallelujah. And we got, we're kind of kicking up the game because we've been born again. We're in Christ Jesus. I mean, literally, think about that. Mary had Christ inside of her womb, but we've got Christ inside of our spirit. We are in him. I have died and my life is hidden with Christ in God. I have the ability to do whatever he says I can do. 
Your limitations are placed on you by you. You have the ability to raise the bar, break out on the right and the left because you've been graced with grace. Now, I will say this, and I don't have much time to to explain this, but if you think about the process of redemption, that Mary being that example and how that manifested when she is carrying redemption inside of her and only uh, the, the mothers in the room can really relate to this. Uh, we men just tried to help coach deal with it, say, I'm sorry, forgive me, you know, and uh, we were the evil people in the process, you know, in, in the sense of uh, we had the fun, they have the work, right? Okay, so redemption is more like the woman in this case, flowing through you. You are working out redemption. There's a growth process. There's discomfort in the purpose of God manifesting in your life. There are, um, you know, it feels like the child's trying to dig his way out of there. Has anybody ever had that? Like, is he coming out? Can you see a foot sticking out of my stomach down there or what, you know? And uh, so discomfort and, and uh, baby sitting on your bladder and, you know, you, and there's all these complications where you have to, you know, every, you know, five, six minutes you're running, you know, and, and then eventually it changes what you eat Your appetite is adjusting for the purpose, for this thing that you're going to give birth to. This redemptive thing that God has called you to do changes how you live and eventually how you walk. Right? And and, and you get out, you know, you just take, you just, nobody can say, oh, they look the same. And, 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 and you're like, no, don't lie to me. And you can say, oh, you're such a beautiful mother. That could be true, right? I don't look the same. I got this thing out here. And there's discomfort, there's complication. Then also, then at the very end is guess what? Just before the vision or the redemptive thing is to come to pass, there is ripping, tearing, bleeding, pushing, sweating. Blood vessels can break in your neck. Is there any mothers who can relate to this? Yes, a couple. Thank you for being honest. Some are like, can we get through this now? You know, I'm like. But not everything that God calls us to do is easy. I mean, Mary, uh, she ends up getting on a, a a, a camel or whatever it was, you know, that we oftentimes say it was a donkey, right? And, and they ride, you know, that, wow, wasn't that fun? Then you get there, there's no hotels. And sometimes it doesn't look like as glamorous as you had pictured in the great vision and, and purpose that God has for you. But when in the end it speaks, it's all worth it. Moms, hopefully most of them, when you held your baby in your arms, you forgot about everything that just happened. And there was this, right? Oh my goodness. This is my baby. This is my joy. Oh. 
Husbands, oh, look at him. Shut up. I'm still mad at you. But we got something going on here. (laughs) God has a redemptive thing to come forth in your life. And he will make you able to bring that thing forth. Whatever it is, God is bringing redemption through you. It's not always real smooth and clean, and oftentimes we think uh, the devil's working right now, but none of that aspect of a child being born is the devil. It's the process. And eventually, uh, the woman's bones change, and they get ready to bring forth. Isn't that right? And... uh, and sometimes we feel changes in our life. I don't know what's getting ready to happen. I just don't know. I'm not sure. And sometimes we think the enemy's working when actually God is positioning you to do something amazing. And God has made you well able to do it. If we just say, be it unto me, even as you have spoken, and allow God to flow through us, we can bring about change we can bring about those things that God created us to to bring about. Praise God. You gotta know that uh, Mary was born for that. Isn't that right? Joseph was born to be that father. He was a great man. Was gonna hide or put away until he had the vision and understood the dream and said, oh. And off he went, empowered by the word of God. Also, Holy Spirit came on him, you know in order to know that this is right, this is from God. And he'll give you that confidence, God will give you that confidence to do what he's called you to do. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your grace on these amazing children of God. We thank you, Father God, for your mighty hand upon our lives, that you are working in us, causing us to will and to do of your good pleasure. We thank you for your strength and ability to follow through No matter how difficult the task, what you have given for us to do, we thank you, first of all, that you reveal to us those things that you desire for us to do, and then you give us the strength to do it. We thank you, Lord God, for Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for all that he has done for us that he followed through, hung on the cross, died and was buried that through faith in him, we could have eternal life. We thank you, Father, that all of all that we do springs from his sacrifice and his gift. We thank you, Father, for him. With every head bowed, every eye closed, and no one looking around the room, please, if you're in the room or you've tuned into the broadcast and you don't know for sure if you were to die today, you would go to heaven. The Bible says you can know for sure. You see, there is a heaven to gain and a hell to avoid. Jesus literally went to that horrible place and suffered the full penalty of of all of our sins so that through faith in him, we could escape that just punishment. Jesus himself said, unless a person is born again, they will not see the kingdom of God. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no man comes to the Father but by him. So we know that there is a point in our life that we have to decide if we want Jesus to come into our heart or not. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. 
Will you do that? Will you pray this simple prayer with me? And in so doing, inviting Christ to come into your heart, being born again. If you're in the room and you'd like to know Jesus, raise your hand and I would like to pray with you. Is there anybody here that's like that? You've never received Jesus? If you have tuned in the broadcast and you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord, please pray this simple prayer with me. Say this from your heart. Let's say it together. Say, Dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died for me, that He was buried, and He rose again. I call Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you, Father, that I've been born again. In Jesus' name, amen.